If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at, only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems? Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at jumpstarthr. Jumpstart HR. Let's build a better business together. You're listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show, where business leaders and health experts give insight while you take a break from the daily grind. Your host, Joey Price, is an entrepreneur with over a decade of startup experience and CEO of the managed HR services firm Jumpstart HR. Want to join the conversation or have an idea for the show? Tweet us at BizLifeCoffee or Joey directly at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. Want more episodes? Head on over to iTunes to subscribe. Business, life, and coffee, personal development for busy professionals. Now let's get to the show. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Business, Life, and Coffee show. This episode is all about communication and how do you tell a great story to an adaptive audience. We're joined by Paul Cabellian, who is a communication strategist and storyteller. Currently, he serves as a senior manager for corporate communications and global good storyteller for Intellectual Ventures. And for those of you that know or don't know, Intellectual Ventures is where Bill Gates builds the technologies to tackle the biggest problems facing the poor. Paul, thanks for joining us today. Great to, great to be here, Joey. <laughs> And, and Paul, we go back, man. We go way back. Uh, so it's good to have you on the show. Yeah, I miss you, man. It's it's good to be. It's it's. I tell you what, Joey, you're you're. Uh, you know, it's funny, Joey Price. You are priceless, my friend. Priceless. <laughs> yeah. You are you are too, man. I mean, gosh, we're on opposite coasts now. You're in the West Coast. I'm I'm in the East. But it's always good when we get together, and you know, the conversations we have, the big ideas we share. It's just good that we can kind of bottle that up, so to speak, in the episode that we're going to have today so people can kind of listen into our, our, our happy hour conversations. <laughs> <laughs> what did Joey and Paul talk about? Right. Well, here we go, right? <laughs> so, Paul, you have mastered adaptive communication strategies in business, um, and you've, you've done it over some diverse, working for diverse employers can you sort of share your narrative with our audience and the cool things that you've done along the way? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, um, it, it's been a, it's been a, you know, the, you want to sign up for a career full of adventure and, and certainly I've been uh, blessed enough to have uh, the kind of career that's, that's taken me uh, not just all, all over the globe, but um, I guess if you think about it from a, from a mindset perspective, from a, intellectual capacities mindset as a community as a professional communicator um, across just a vast um, array of, of areas so I, I started my I graduated out of University of Washington and I think um, what's really important as a communicator is is uh, all of the experiences you have will frame the way you think about how you connect with other humans and um, 
certainly, you know, for, for college folks who are listening to this coming into the, to the business world, the, the most important thing that I, I would suggest you get out of your college career is how you think and how you pull apart part problems, reframe them, and, and recommunicate them to your colleagues. There's, that's really invaluable. And um, I studied comparative intellectual history. Like why do we think the way we think? Um, how, do we, how do we go back in history to understand, like, for example, how are we, how do we even navigate the news media right now? Well, how historically has that come about? Um, my first job... First job out of the out of University of Washington was um, I joined the U.S. Marines as a Marine officer. Uh, I was a public affairs officer for the Second Marine Division, which is uh, one quarter of the active ground forces uh, in the U.S. Marines. Very awesome. Talk about that later. Nice. Yep. Um, after uh, working the anthrax and ricin attack, for those of you who are in D.C. I uh, decided I didn't want to die doing that. And Paul, what do you mean by working the, the that attack? Yeah, so um, in the Marine Corps, it's, it's kind of interesting. You know, uh, we have this saying: every every Marine is a rifleman, and what that really means is every Marine is an operator. So during the day, uh, I was part of the operative teams, um, you know, kind of going into the uh, Congress building or the the Capitol buildings, and um, helping monitor cleaning. You know, had a platoon there did some documentation, but then during the night or during the day or, um, the other job in parallel is actually being a public affairs officer and dealing with the reputational aspects of what the unit was doing. And, you know, the anthrax attack was like the first biological attack on United States soil by terrorists, you know, and that's a charged situation and how to handle that with the press taught me a lot about crisis. Um, a lot about what it what does it mean to make decisions behind the closed doors and then communicate those publicly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it, it was pretty tough. You learn those things when you're young. Um, I think there, if there's anything in the Marine Corps that prepared me also is like you know the Marine Corps our, our job is kind of simple. You you travel to foreign lands and meet you know <laughs> kind of you know, amazing people and you shoot some of them and and explain <laughs> explaining that job alongside of Toys for Tots every. Christmas is is a it's a tough thing to do, and you, yeah. and you learn nuances on how to deal with that spectrum. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine that requires a level of um, communications dexterity and mastery to not only understand the audience but understand the the message and what you're bringing and how that might be received, and so to some degree. Um, being on the forefront of, of, of shaping that narrative, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I love that you use the word dexterity, um, Joey, because, um, you know, a lot of professionals who are going to be listening to this are like, hey, you know what, I, I, we need agility and flexibility. But the truth is, is, is a lot of us just mentally and emotionally are not ready for that. Yeah. And uh, especially when it comes to reputations, and we as, we are, we're observing a lot in the media right now, a lot of people aren't you know what? What does that even mean? So, so let's kind of back it up a bit, and um, maybe a little, little bit of the the way I prepare, like flexibility. So, um, I, I like to think of public reputation and, and certainly internal communications um, for, from an HR standpoint is very much the same way. Um, reputations, I like to think of think of them as as slices, like it's a it's a pie slice of an entire person or an organization. And right. the problem, yeah, is there's like an inherent problem with that is because um, you only have a slice. So like the Joey I know, there's a Joey that I talk to when we're back <laughs> on the block 
And there's a Joey we're all listening to right now who's like ridiculously handsome and gorgeous and like Hey hey Polly Polly I'm ridiculously handsome and gorgeous on all slices of the pie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pie, man. That's a good pie right there. Um well what happens is like, you know, humans are built for for wholeness, right? And yeah. when we when we receive somebody's reputation, we only get a slice. So like celebrities, executives, uh companies, um uh leaders of nations we only see a slice of that and there's this um, the, the the 90% that we don't see is that ambiguity and the flexibility that that communicators are asked to do is use that one slice of pie to represent the whole of the person and I'll tell you what there's a reason why being a PR person is one of the most stressful jobs on the planet because people make up their own narrative they do you know and how do you design flexibility into your messaging to address that? Well, there's management things, of course, uh, like you know, creating contingency messaging for hard questions and that kind of thing. But I think what's probably more valuable, uh, and I learned this in, in you know in the Marines, but um, you know, it took me through the fighter jet teams at Northrop Grumman, um, the business jet teams, and the commercial commercial aircraft teams, and other defense stuff at Honeywell. Um, through the Silicon Valley work that I did, through the agency, the PR agencies I work with, but what's more important is this kind of leadership mentality that um, you have to be able to work with ambiguity really well and make decisions and define decisions and and offer um, points of view for your executives, your leaders, your peers, and especially those who follow you that make enough sense to succeed today. So- you know and. St- Let's um, let's let's drill down on that a little bit. So our listeners are entrepreneurs. They are professionals that are crushing it in their field. And so ambiguity for them might look like how do we go where we've never gone before? Or what's the what's the answer to this really difficult question that we're trying to solve? So what are some tips that you might have to navigate that space of ambiguity? And even if it, you know, even if it doesn't lead to the right decision, how do you get to a decision that you feel comfortable with? Right on. Great question, Joey. So I like to put things in like like if we're dealing with with ambiguity, one of the best ways to deal with it is to look at the world in terms of time and mission. Okay, when it comes to developing a marketing plan, um, meeting uh, business objectives internally and communicating those externally, dealing with uh, investors or stakeholders. So time and mission. Um, the first, you know, you have to decide which one of those is important. Most of the time for entrepreneurs, business owners, it's mission. Am I going to meet my business deadline, roll my product? Um, is it going to work? You know, these are these are all things that you can accomplish outside of the calendar, right? So. Uh, what I do is you, you go, okay, business folks, and you got to look at each other in the eye and go, are we going to be able to, wh- what are the things that we're, are going to help us succeed business-wise? And this is in the closed room. Not all of the things that you talk about, of course, are going to be used to set up your reputational conversation outside. But what you do is, like, for example, um, say you and I start a business, but um, we, you know, we're, we're, we realize that we have a, um, an engineering problem. Uh, the way we communicate that engineering challenge doesn't necessarily have to be fully 100%. Hey, let's tell everybody what the problem is. Mm-hmm. What you can do is solve it, right? Solve it on your own internal timeline. And this is kind of where time comes into interaction with mission. 
and set up the public conversation at a delayed date that does not impact your core investment or core stakeholders' um, wants or needs, right? Wow. So what I'll typically do is, especially, so um, dealt with a lot of startups in, in Silicon Valley, a lot of established enterprise companies, and they'll go, hey, we want to roll this product out. We need to make an announcement now. I go, you know what? For example, uh, if you're a private company, you do not have to make an announcement to anyone except your internal stakeholders. So why don't you tell them what's going on? Let's take a breath, take our time, and then wait for an opportune moment when the pressure is off to tell the rest of the world. And by delaying it, by using time to your advantage, you reduce ambiguity, like we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. You increase the flexibility on your team to give yourself some breathing space, and you're able to you meet your mission objective first, and you use time to your advantage by delaying the announcement. It's okay to delay it. Um, the only time I'd say that, that that time is of the essence is if you're publicly traded and you need to meet Wall Street. Like So, so if, if, if uh, for example, Joe, if you had a public company, you would have to report your, your um, major activities to stakeholders uh, on Wall Street every quarter. So if it happens within Q2, we got to meet it by you know, July or sorry, June 30th or whatever. So or June 29th. So um, that's where you use both to your advantage. Yeah, one of my uh, favorite brands is is really eating it right now, uh, Under Armour, and uh, they're they're in the news. I, I'm a big fan of Rooting Form. It's a local Baltimore firm, uh, mm -hmm. but I, I think they could uh, consult with you on how to shape the narrative of their growth because they're just they're eating it really bad in in the papers and uh, on Wall Street. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been listening to that, and I feel bad because you know when when we lived in Baltimore. Uh, you know, it was cool. And we moved out here and, and, hey, the West Coast is Nike town. I mean, Portland is just south of us. And yep. I, I thought about that as I heard them. And, and I mean, <laughs> this is this is the free advice. What would the what would the free advice give to Under Armour? <laughs> well, you know, um, um, I don't know uh, what their market weakness is, like specifically, or like which business line is, uh, probably the first question I ask is which of your business lines is suffering, right? And then which ones create cultural currency that you can surf off for a long time, right? And uh, here's here's the example that Nike did, right? What did Nike do? Nike democratized the athletic shoe from a privileged class of athletes to everyone mm -hmm. so that you could feel it. I've not seen that narrative out of Under Armour, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah anyway. I, I agree, I agree. And um, we'll, we'll, this is definitely a happy hour conversation, but it does. It's the shoes. It's the shoes, hands down. It's the shoes, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, Paulie, um, you're you're in the midst of something fascinating. You're in the midst of, of a lot of things that are fascinating right now. But two things that I, that really caught my eye was this uh, this New York Magazine article that was in the July 24, 2017 edition. Yeah, where man. Intellectual Ventures is actually creating a laser that can destroy, 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 echo sound effects, all that. Uh, <laughs> mosquitoes yeah. can destroy mosquitoes. And then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. How did, how did that origin? What's the origin story of that? And um, and what's your yeah. role in, in, in getting this, uh, get some exposure? So um, a lot of people, you know, when I tell people what I do now, um, it's disbelief or 
disregard. And I was like, disbelieve, disregard, or tell me more, right? Hopefully this is tell me more, right? So um, Intellectual Ventures is an invention company. There's a lot to that. Uh, if you Google the company, it's got a checkered reputation, um, largely because um, yeah, and I, just, I love to be, you know, pretty pointed about the narrative. Like if you go out there, you'll find some pretty bad uh, NPR stories on us um, because people have called us a patent troll. But what essentially it is, is you know, if I invent something, we really believe that like I, um, I should be paid, you know, for what I invented and the market should fairly compensate um, invest inventors for, for what they contribute to society. So one of the cool inventions um Gosh, maybe seven, eight years ago, uh, we have a we have probably the top, you know, top eleven inventors in the world, including a guy named Lowell Wood, just surpassed um, I think Edison in the number of patents. But um, these guys are like he he uh, uh, Lowell Wood uh, was the brains behind the uh, Star Wars program in the eighties, um, and you know they're talking about how do we control vectors or bugs or animals or things that carry disease because. Uh, one of the one of the funds at Intellectual Ventures is Global Good, and mm -hmm. we quite literally, uh, funded by Bill Gates, invent things to help the poorest people on the planet. Quite literally, and I don't mean like, hey, we're inventing like an app to help them. I mean, artificially intelligent microscopes, uh, pregnancy tests that are so sensitive that they can detect asymptomatic malaria. When I wow. say that, health professionals are like, you can't do that. Well, we can, and that's kind of like the rock star inventor scientist cowboy nature of of you know the team yeah. but um one of the cool ideas comes out is yeah you know how do we stop mosquitoes well let's, let's use lasers and you know without going into all the engineering what that means is you have to be able to zero in on a particular species of mosquitoes wing beat frequency morphology flight uh, uh velocity uh, certain, you know, again, morphology, physical characteristics by sex. So, wow. yeah, so like you can zero down it and then and then give them just enough power with the laser that that stops them from being uh, contributors to civil society, as in biting and mating. It's just bad, you know, for humans. So, over the last seven years, the team has created this thing, and I'm I'm currently the uh, publicity lead on it. So that New York Times, that New York, uh, sorry, New York Magazine article. Uh, Carl, the reporter, you know, he called us and said, hey, man, can I come by? We gave him a tour. We showed him how it kills, you know, things. and um, yeah, it's it's probably one of the most fantastic uh, technologies that's come out of the lab. Um, you know, hopefully the team spins out soon. You're gonna, they're going to create a company and, you know, their, their hearts, you know, as, as smart as these guys are, um, their hearts are in the right place because ultimately what we want to do is deploy these kinds of things in places where, geez, you know, mosquitoes ravage like poor people like all day with yeah. tropical diseases. Yeah. So that's what, it, that's what it is. It's, it's super exciting, you know, and, um, I'm looking forward to this thing. Uh, we're doing some field tests with the government in the fall. Uh, you know, this thing kills mosquitoes at a hundred meters, like a football field. So you stand wow. on the football field, bam, we got them in like 20 per second. So it's kind of exciting. And it can, <laughs> I'm, I'm still caught on the fact that it can tell the type of mosquito and by sex like that that is uh incredible <laughs> well you know what's cool is like so people are like oh mosquitoes oh man can you do butterflies well here's the thing we can program any flying bug into the algorithm mm -hmm. that specific so that say joey if you were a citrus grower and you wanted to kill all the asian citrus psyllids but not the dragonflies we can do that 
but we can also because you have to remember like a laser um, is kind of an interesting thing. But, you know, a laser is pretty much it gives you a GPS coordinate and altitude mm-hmm. once you connect with that bug. Mm-hmm. That has never been done before. So when we talk about big data, the use of big data in agriculture, in hospitality, in the military, in in stopping in global health, we've never been able to map bugs ever. And this is not me giving like this is the kind of stuff I talk with the team about. This yeah. is not like the PR spiel. This is like quite literally what we know we can do. And so, you know, it's it's pretty dang exciting, yeah. <laughs> Well, I need one. So when the lo- when the uh, cicadas come, uh, just <laughs> have that around the periphery of my of my the outside of my house, so I don't have to deal with the uh, the loud. Buzz. Oh my god! But no, it, it, it practically though. I mean, and you you mentioned it with with citrus growers, but this type of equipment can really help the environment because it's gonna save crops. It's gonna save lives. It's gonna mm-hmm save the economy for that farmer who you know if his if all his crops went down because there was a plague of of insects taking over um that has a ripple effect on you know the prices of the goods that he sells and so on and so forth so it's i really see this as a value add to the society from a health perspective but also economically and um from a financially as well Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and also, so you are getting ready to gear up for South by Southwest. And that's <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about, because um, I know you've been several times for several different reasons and you're, you're pitching a panel discussion, right? Yeah. 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 So this is going to be interesting. Um, you know, it's something I don't think uh, the folks at South by have heard before. So, uh, we put in for a panel called Save the Drama for Your Mama, and it's PR, U.S. Marine Corps style. And um, what I wanted to do is is uh, get in a place where you know we're able to talk to, to reputation managers and brand folks and entrepreneurs who are attending South by Southwest and, um, you know, give them a, a pretty, you know, uh, candid conversation from two former Marine officers, myself and a good friend of mine, Julianne Son, who um, I graduated from Defense Information School with on, um, you know, what does it mean to deal with highly charged public issues and how do you navigate these things really well? And um, both of our backgrounds you know, in the Marine Corps were one thing, but having jumped around the world, uh, selling fighter jets, uh, business aviation stuff, uh, that doesn't come without crashes, like, and, you know, bad things happening to people. Um, so, uh, and she was, you know, uh, multiple deployments to Afghanistan, Marine officer, um, she worked, she was an LAPD officer, then subsequently joined the FBI, the agent over there, mm-hmm. and then came back to the LAPD. And, you know, it's one of these funny stories that I'm sure Julianne can talk about better than I can, but, you know, she got shot at more here in, in LA than she did overseas. And not, I don't mean necessarily by guns, but that was true, but publicly, you know, yeah. police, police brutality and like the, the whole, uh, you know, that, that's tough. Yeah. So we're going to have a pretty candid talk and, and like some of the questions we want to answer, like how do you wrap um, a, a commando special operations mindset around what you do as in communications and certainly 
impacts the way you do business, right? Because you do a lot with very little. Like how do how do Marine Force Recon folks think about how they approach their mission? How do SEALs approach their mission? Uh, how do you how do you use that in the way you market yourself or in your or your business or your you know th- that you're running um, your communication strategies? Uh, we can talk a lot about that, um, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about what do you do when when everyone hates you. Yeah, <laughs> and it's very timely that uh, you guys are potentially having this discussion because there's a very hated guy in Washington D.C. right now who's dominating the news market. <laughs> But um, I, I think about you know this this talk and and the kind of folks that will benefit the entrepreneurs, the PR heads, you know the aspiring marketers, the established marketers because it, and just tell me if I'm if I'm left field here, but like these days it, it seems that it's not enough to 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 have a good story, but you have to have a hook that gets people interested in a good way. So it's like yeah. a, it's like a two step thing, right? It's like okay, well, you know, Jumpstart HR. We have you know, it's an HR company that helps small businesses grow. But how do you package that in a way that's sexy and say, you know, well, we're capacity builders, and a lot of um, businesses, small businesses, fail in the first five years because they make bad decisions, and we help with their decision making. And so then it becomes like, oh, not another. HR company, but it's a company that actually like helps businesses grow. What? That's mm-hmm. interesting. That's sexy. So like, I feel like there's this, it's a two step dance, right? It's like have a good story and then find how to pitch your story in a way that like people want to talk about. Absolutely. You know, I love that you, you talked about, um, you know, that hook, right? And a lot of people are like, Oh, what's the story hook? Is it interesting? That kind of thing. Well, you know, not to give it away, and yeah, you know, I will charge you if we consult. You know, <laughs> no, listen, here, you know, here, here's the secret sauce, right, everybody? And and it's going to sound easy, but it's not. Um, special operations point of view on communications: have an actual point of view, like, like, okay, so having a point of view is predicated upon one thing, and that's having business courage, marketing courage. Like, you have to be courageous with who you are, what you believe in, what your business brings to the table, and fiercely live that out. Now, here's the thing that people don't don't get about why that's controversial. Having a point of view means that someone is going to disagree with you. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the world of the press, which is really unforgiving, I mean, it's uh, I call it click per controversy, right? Oh, yeah. The, the more public you get, haters going to hate, you know, Taylor Swift had it right. Your point of view <laughs> has to be super crisp. You know, tight. Yeah, I listen to. No, I don't listen. Okay, maybe I do. I don't know. Whatever, man. Whatever. I gotta judge me, Joey. I'm not um, judging, man. It's all good. <laughs> There's a little uh, cognitive dissonance happening. Um, no, but like having a, having a point of view is one thing, and taking the time to make it crisp, clear, and unapologetic. Yeah. That that sounds very easy, but the truth is, it's very hard to do. But that's one. Um, and you know, when when it comes to like it, you know the the environment we're living in right now, as much as I'm like you know, entertained by the president. As a communicator, I'm entertained by the number of people they've decided to bring in as the communicator. And I'll tell you what, um, I don't want a hedge fund manager running my communications. I want a reputation master because at the end of the day, we all know this. What What's at stake here is the truth, right? Yeah. And I mean, I'm going to pull my journalism hat for a second and go, 
you know, we're the only country in the world with like a First Amendment, like free speech. And the journalistic machine is whether you hate it or you don't like it, you know, learning how to navigate it also means giving the respect it deserves where the truth has to has to come forward. And you want your communicators and communicators who are listening to this and marketers who are listening to this, you know, you got to define truth in a way that is palatable and 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 uh, charming. And that's tough, man. So, um, but we're going to talk about that at South by Southwest. And uh, my hope, if I, if you don't mind me giving the pitch, is mm-hmm. that you know, uh, listeners, you know, get on to southbysouthwest.com, s s x s w dot com. Tongue twister. Vo- yeah, tongue twister. Uh, voting opens on the seventh of August. Uh, come find um, save the drama for your mama. U.S. you know PR U.S. Marine style and give us a vote. Uh, we certainly want to be there. We'd love to see you there. Um, you can expect a super candid conversation about this kind of stuff, way more detail than what we can cover here. But I'll tell you what, it's like knowing guys like Joey Price who 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 enable companies to to be the best that they are on the HR side. And my hope is that, you know, you learn a few things from the communication side that yep. like line up with how rock star Joey is. Read the entrepreneur article, friends. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that plug, man. And, and I'm definitely going to try to make it. Well, I'll, I'll be at South by this year, so I'll be there for your talk. And um, we can't. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know, Paul. There may or may not be Taylor Swift references. But what I can say is that <laughs> Paul is Paul knows his stuff and he's known his stuff for quite a while. And this is going to be an episode where you're probably going to listen to this like three times because. You may have missed something in the midst of just our, our humor and, you know, just because we really are really good friends. But, like, go back and listen to the nuggets that he's dropping and the conversation that we're having and return the favor. Drop a vote in the South by Southwest site that saved the drama for your mama. And let's get let's get Pauly to, to South by and spread the spread the news of, of good adaptive communication strategies for public relations professionals and also entrepreneurs and anyone that's looking to have their voice be heard in the, in the media space. My man. Yeah. Hey, Paul, any, um, any uh, closing thoughts here? Yeah. You know, um, here, here's, here's what I, you know, what I observe about jumpstart HR, right? So the point of view that I love is that right now, and I'm a technology guy, Anybody out there can, and you know, Joey didn't ask me to like say this, but this is just the truth. Anybody out there can download an app and think that they can deal with human resources. Man, these are humans. And it's worth it because I've seen investor pitches go down the wrong way because the wrong humans are in the room. You know, you need a custom personal touch from an HR professional like Joey to help you to build you out, man, from the beginning up. That's the truth. I've rolled with some hard executive. I mean, I roll you know, <laughs> I, the folks I work with. I mean, I'm you know I'm at, I've been here a second. Yeah. And you know, uh, Jumpstart has something that that a lot of other HR organizations or companies and co- uh, consultants don't have, and that's personal touch and the ability to custom. And and that that's the truth, man. I'm not I'm I'm not like trying to like pitch. And I know you're my friend, Joey, but it's true. I just I believe it. So. That's what I would say. Oh, man. I, I appreciate you, Paul. And I'm going to have to chop that up and get that on a commercial or something. That was that was perfect. 
Just make uh, my make my voice deeper. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll send it through edits. I send it through the edits. Hey, let's give a let's get a uh, let's get a final final sort of takeaway for um, the entrepreneurs listening, even even like the folks that are trying to advocate for themselves at work, right? Because there may be somebody that's not even in marketing or PR, and you know they have a a point of view that they need to get across to their boss, and they really believe in it. Um, What's some advice you can give to, uh, just like to bring it all home to get your point of view heard by someone and make it resonate? Right on. Every professional person, every person who is listening to this has a reputation. Everybody. That's internally up to your boss, to your colleagues. And, and managing your career and managing your reputation is a huge deal. Optics are a big deal. And optics are like your reputation is built upon performance. That's just the truth. And how you communicate that performance is very important. Um, all of you are individually built. You are a custom human being. And you got to find what your point of view is. And even if it's the kind of thing that's challenging to the culture or the, the professional landscape you're in, you got to find a diplomatic, sweet, um, relevant way to communicate that out. And like, so if I was going to give you uh, one tip on that, um, you know, um, I spend a lot of time thinking in the morning. I work out and then I take about an hour and I quite literally deep think. I pressure test my own beliefs and see which ones um, I can relate to people in a way that they can they can connect with me and relate with. They may not agree with me at first, but but um, if it comes to my career and like say I want to raise, I have to build out the case. You know, I have to build out the case for why why I want a project to move forward. I have to do that, and it's on all of us individually to to create a a, a reputational wrapping around our good work. So, um, you know, when you read when you read about marketing stuff and career management stuff. You know, take the time to to a do do a self brand assessment. You know, find yourself like I'd like to do this. What kind of company reputation do I want <laughs> for myself? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and, and and ask yourself these questions and ponder them and take the time to and write it down, write it down. So cool. that's what I'd say. All right, man. Well, we're gonna bottle up that magic. So, and I'm not gonna ruin it with any commentary or anything like that so thanks for joining this episode of the business life and coffee show uh, i'm sure we'll have you back on and we'll have to do it live when you're in south by southwest so we'll do like oh a, you a, know how we do yeah man. We'll, <laughs> we'll do a we'll do a recap with uh with you and uh and julianne so that should be fun oh that'd be great that'd all right man super. cool take care thanks joey yeah enjoy your day Talk to you. All right, cool. See you. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLC Moments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com and our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.